Hey guys, it's your favorite podcast people that have been MIA. Yeah. But we're doing a check-in. We are. We knew that you missed us. I don't know about that. But we missed Maybe you. Not. And Vanya, I missed you. I haven't really talked to you much apart from like a random dev party here and there. I know. It's been odd. It has been odd. What an odd time of year. Winter breaks are it's, weird. Because summer breaks make it sense. It is weird. Yeah. You know? It's been weird. Well, and I'm like kind of splitting my time right now from my house and then my other. Now I have another. I'm renting a room somewhere too. So, um, yeah, it's been weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not renting a room and it's been weird. So I can't imagine what it's like to rent a room. It's, well, from just being kind of the boss of my house to not anymore is weird. Yeah. I can see that. That's, I don't know if I like that, but there's, yeah, lots of stuff happening. I mean, we're recording this Monday. Monday. Is it the Monday? The day before it's released. Yes. It's just the, we don't usually do this. Usually we're about a week out. Maybe okay. More. Yeah. So Monday. And then this Thursday, okay. I drive up north. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. when that's happening. So, okay. Yeah. Wow. Two, two whole weeks. Wow. Goodbye. See you later. Good, good. good. Goodbye. I mean, I'll bring my recorder oh, and I'm going to okay. do some things, but Fun. whatevs. And so we'll probably be coming back after you return as far as the podcast in general, because yes. I think we're going to take a little bit longer of a winter break than we did last year. Um, mm -hmm. I need a little more time. Yeah, you do. do. I've had. Are we discussing no, that? not really. And so I am going to just revel in the relaxation that is. I don't, I don't know. I've never relaxed in my entire life, but I'm going to not be as, as insane as I have been normally with the podcast. So I think taking and a, that's why I haven't been calling him. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I, I, apart from that, I do have some actual news. Ooh, all right. Yes, Let's go for I it. I have, and our Patreon supporters will know this, but I have a new zine coming out. Technically two zines. The... Next two issues, which is seven and eight of In This Land. Yes. One is color, yes. one is black and white. Ooh. And they are, oh God, there's a lot. There's a lot of photos in these things. And it's basically of um, the past five years, every, every, once every, once every year for the past five years, mm -hmm. I've been going to Oglala National Grassland in Northwestern Nebraska. And I, I absolutely love this place. You've definitely seen some photos from it, but there's also a lot of photos in here that nobody has seen before. Ooh. Except for you. You've, you've seen them, Vanya, but most yeah, other people have. haven't. Have. So, well, it, this scene very much reminds me of the double zine you did a long time ago with the, the mountain range, right? It was like two. Yeah, it, it sort of mirrors the, I think it was a double issue number five of conspiracy of photographers that did but this is this is seven and eight uh mostly because I, I i sort of regret um i sort of regret doing in this land as a project no yeah, that's okay why uh it's a lot of it's a, like unnecessary pressure to to produce a zine <laughs> i don't know it's 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 fucking weird i've enjoyed doing it but it has been a little odd so interesting yeah, a little interesting so 
my my plan is to to finish that that all up. But they're they'll be available Friday. They're already available to our Patreon supporters. They get them a week in advance and for a bit of a discount. And so they will be out on Friday for I think it's twenty four dollars for both of them together. Mm-hmm. And they can only be bought together because I, I I don't know why. That's just how it is. So the links will be up. I don't know if I can put the link in the show notes at this point. But it'll be up on social media, on well, on Instagram. I don't think we do Twitter at this point. Hmm. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, well. that's kind of exciting. So you have two. How many more do you have for that series? I, it's nine in all. So I have one more to do, and I don't know Ooh. when. It will come out at some point. I don't know what it'll be. I was thinking cemeteries, and now I'm not sure. And Because there's actually somebody who I think we're going to be interviewing in the spring who did a whole book or zine of cemetery photos. So I now I feel like, oh, I'm not just, I'm just biting off of her. So I don't want to do that. Not that nobody else can do graveyards now, but that's me. So I don't know. We'll see where we go with that. Well, I mean, it would be nice to see kind of what they did and see if you could do something different. Yeah. yeah. And more I than mean, likely it will be that. If you really get down to it, everything has basically been photographed before. That's it true. just depends on how you perceive it and it if it looks different than what everybody else has done. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh I I want to be able to shoot things differently. So if I can't, you know, if I can't do that uh in a different way, I don't really want to do that at all. Actually, I had someone and I don't know if I can see who it is um because I haven't asked permission to do that. But I had someone ask me today <laughs> about the way they shoot four by five. They're just starting out in four by five. And they said, you know, I I shoot all over the place. I shoot like at at eye level. I shoot down at the ground. I shoot looking up, looking down and and all these different ways. And I'm seeing on like YouTube and stuff, all these different four by five photographers and they're just shooting eye level. And that's all I ever see. Am I doing something wrong? Oh God. And I'm like, oh my God, no. And I got, I got a little bitchy. I got a little oh, bitchy today. Whoa, what a surprise. I know, I'm just isn't kidding. <laughs> I got a little bitchy because I was like, yeah, you know, a lot of times us large format photographers, we can really fall into a rut because yes. we we almost, unless you're doing like a, a Ouija kind of, you know, holding your, your graph flex, you, you are reliant upon the tripod. And the easiest way to use a tripod is at eye level. Mm-hmm. You really need to think outside the box. So that's where you're seeing too. You're standing up at whatever you know, height you are, that's where you're seeing your first view of pretty much anything. And so you really have to work at getting lower or getting higher if you can. I can't. I'm only 5'4". I'm just a little fella. I can't get up that high. But I do a lot of shooting from from below. And she's coming from like a waist level RB67 sort of area and like a TLR area. And so Mm -hmm. when she shoots, she's very much down like low. I I think she's short as well is great short people are awesome i'm like i totally know who this is now but it's okay (laughs) and so when you're when you're composing like that in like a 120 if like like a waist level thing you can get different views but when you're composing for four by five it's tough to get those views and so i think a lot of us myself included we get lazy and we we see a, a a situation a view a composition and we're just like there we go that's it and we don't we don't get down on the ground. I mean, some of us do sometimes, but we don't, you know, we don't look at the different angles and look at the things we do and we get very lazy and and laziness is boring. 
in photography. Yeah. And so we, we tend to shoot a lot of boring four by fives. Well, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. It's, it's a little bit more time consuming than just like taking a picture with, even just with the RV. Yeah, absolutely. And, but also with time, I think it just kind of becomes a little bit more second nature when you use, when you do it a lot. Yeah. Like I re- I'm remembering when you did some downtown Seattle stuff with the Graflex, that was great stuff. You know, it was just oh, like that one street stuff. Wow. Yeah. That was like that one. I did. I took a, a, a pack of what well, was the Graphmatic back six shots mm-hmm. of, I think it was x-ray film. And I just walked mm-hmm. around downtown till I was done with the six shots. But yeah, that yeah. was all handheld. Like I said, it's so much easier to do something that handheld. Yes, I would say so. I actually let my friend Kevin in Philly, Pennsylvania, yeah, borrow um, the the crown or the, my pacemaker. I have it back now, but I brought i I sent the flash with him and everything because I was thinking he was going to do that, and um, he did shoot with it a bunch. But he actually found like his dream camera. Like he's just in love with it. It's, uh, is it Machina? Is it a six by seven? I think I it's know. just like kind of like a. It's I think it's Machina, okay. which is like Spanish for like thing, machine, whatever. I don't know. Oh, okay. um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's been like on it with that. Oh, cool. So I think he just like found his thing. So he sent me my camera back, and I have it, and. Um, I really should probably take it up north with me, but I was really planning on taking the Super D. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> I don't know if I need to. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get to, I mean, there's actually something I want to say a little bit later about about having your dream camera, et cetera. A couple of things, but we'll get to that. Uh, well, so then let's talk about film. Okay. Let's talk about film. So <laughs> we we often, because we record a week out, we often don't get, to talk about the news. It's not something we even bother yeah. with, really. Unless it's like really yeah. fucking big news. Like like last year, Kodak raised their prices by a fuck ton. And so we talked about it. We had a bunch of people, like we like guests and, and people we respect, uh, leave us some some voice messages about what they're going to do. We had some questions planned out. And, yeah. and we didn't think we'd have to do another episode like that for a few more years. But it turns out, no, Kodak sneaky little devils. They're going to raise prices again by, we don't know. The original thought was what, 17%. And then another article came out that said 40%. And no one's really yeah. sure if that's the US raising or whatever. <sighs> yeah. It, it, the idea is like, well, they're going to take Ultramax, which is their lowest priced film, I believe, and mm-hmm. raise it to where gold is, which is somehow not Ooh. their lowest priced film. I don't know how Ooh. it works anymore. But so that might be a 40% raise, but I guess on average, about 20. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, 20 per roll? No, 20%. Sorry. Oh my God. I was like, oh my God. No, it's only yeah, 20 that's... per roll at my, per roll, uh, at my, uh, my local uh, film store. So basically Kodak is like kind of doing what my landlord's doing right now and raising my rent every year. Can we sign a possible lease deal with Kodak well, where we could keep the price? If you'll remember... If you remember last year that we talked about that, we mm-hmm. kind of figured out that Kodak's new pricing is about where it should be as far as inflation goes. Yes. And it kind of took the sting out of our out of our ire, really. We couldn't yeah. be that upset because it is 
it is to inflation. So I figured this out again. Mm-hmm. I could have just listened to our previous episode or found our old show notes, but no, I had to do this over. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, absolutely. And so I looked in old newspapers for 1988, which I think we can all agree is about when film reached its apex. It was when gold okay. was first introduced. That nice. was kind of like, this is the golden, no pun intended, the golden age of like mom emulsions. Yes. When everybody was shooting Yes, everything. mom emulsion. Yeah. And so in 1988, Kodak Gold 200 was $4 a roll. That's for, I think it's 24 exposure. And I'm, I'm not 100% where all of that stands, but roughly $4 a roll. And okay. with inflation to now, which is kind of a lot, inflation's been kind of a lot lately. So 223, I mean, 2023. Well, yeah, 2022 about. for inflation. But okay. it's it should be $10 a roll. And right now, if you go to most shops, it's about 1050 for a roll of Kodak Gold 200. And that's roughly okay. the same for 120, roughly. You know, this is a, just rough figures here. Mm-hmm. The price coming will raise it to over $12. So it's a little bit above mm. inflation. I don't know if it makes it inflation proof. I don't know what that really even means, but I don't think it means that. Ektachrome, when it was released, or no, when in, in uh, not when it was released, but in 1988, it was about 650 a roll. Um, inflation would put that today at around $16. And good luck finding a roll of Ektachrome anything for $16. It now goes for about 20. Or if you live in Seattle and you go to a, a film store or two here, it's around $30 a roll for some reason. <gasps> Are you f- yeah, madness? It is madness. It is madness. Ugh, that hurts. Yeah, it's rough. And so with the price coming, it will be 24 a roll. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, Kodak Black and White, though, it, uh, in, in 1988, it was around 250 a roll, which is kind of lovely. With inflation, that would bring it around $6 a roll. And good luck finding Kodak black and white for $6 a roll. It is about $9 a roll now, depending on what you're shooting. Not bad. It's, it's not It's not horrible, no. And that would bring it to $11 a roll, but that's that's a lot. You know, that's that's a, there's not gonna be anything Kodak under $10 a roll at this point. Yeah, which is, ugh, that kind of, I, a bummer, but also there is other stuff. Foma, Arista, Kentmere. There's lo- there's lots of lovely black and white that you can get for super cheap. So well, yeah, we're. I'm not too worried about that. But no. as far as color goes, yeah, it is obviously kind of a huge price increase. Also, like I, <laughs> I'm just thinking. I would when I was working at FedEx. I think I was making like eleven dollars an hour. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't even buy a roll of Kodak Gold. <laughs> well, I mean, and eleven dollars an hour is is still that was what twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and eleven dollars an hour is still more than minimum wage now. Thanks, America. Yeah, seriously. That's so crazy. it's. I feel like the gap in wealth is just a little. A little too spread out. It's really difficult to kind of even make sense on how people could afford this. I guess it's um, it's well. Do you remember? I think I can talk about her. Do you remember um, our first guest we've ever had? Uh-huh. Okay, we talked to her last year at this time. 
and about it. Excuse me. Yeah, about the price. Yeah, increase, and she I said, remember. "Well, maybe the next time this happens, you know, um, this is Hannah Grace, by the way. She may not be able to to keep shooting Kodak film, and her her main her main thing is color four by five work, and Kodak has now priced her out." She is yeah. going to start exploring black and white, which I'm excited for. I am too. Because her color work is just so interesting. I want to see what happens when she goes black and white. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have our own opinions about how to deal with these price increases. I, I've seen some bad advice though, and I kind of want to get that out of the way first. Ooh, um, okay. I'm a little saucy today, but not too yeah, much. I'm, I'm not going to be a dick. I'm, I, no, it's fine. Even if you were a dick, I'd be the one that's in trouble, not <laughs> <is> you. <laughs> I, I am a white guy. I can say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> they would just, some other ghost podcast would say my name or something. I don't, or actually not say my name, right, they couldn't remember but talk shit name. about me. Oh, that's so sad. At least they knew I you had know. a podcast. <laughs> True. So- <laughs> I've seen some people, you know, give some really bad advice. And so we have to remember that if you do a podcast or if you have a YouTube channel, it puts us, like people who do these things, in a place of privilege. We we do come from a place of privilege. We have a much larger uh, stage, I guess, to put that. And it's Ooh. never a bad idea to recognize that, meaning that the opportunities yeah. open to us as podcasters, as YouTube people or whatever, are going to be a lot greater than the than the than the opportunities open to other people. Bring, in my case, gender and in all of most of our cases, race into it, then you know, our privileges extend even farther. And I think it's important to recognize that. Uh, especially when giving advice. So when someone in that in that privilege tells you that you should just start treating photography as a side hustle. <laughs> just just start treating it as a side hustle. And your your bullshit detector should go off because they're full of shit. Like if I were to say to you, hey man, I know that the price in film is really high, but you know, just start just start doing like a YouTube channel or just start do it, just start up a Patreon. You know? Or just just start making up a bunch of zines or selling your prints and all of that. That's me being a dick. <laughs> and not knowing mm-hmm. that I'm being a dick. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of reasons why this doesn't work. First, the most- Well, yeah, I was like, there's plenty of reasons why, but go on. The, the most obvious one from an economic standpoint, if everyone started to if everyone started to try to make money off of everyone else in the photography scene, how would that work? Like economically, would we, would we, why bother then? If we're all just making money off of each other, that seems, I, I just, I don't know, this doesn't work to me. Second, if people can't afford film, they're not, and this is where the privilege thing comes in, they're not going to be able to afford the initial investment into this side hustle. And it's so shitty that a person yeah. who had, from this pre- place of privilege, that they're that they're giving this person advice and they don't understand that. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's mostly ignorance, partially unintelligence, and just privilege. It just comes down to privilege. You don't understand your yeah. privileges. Yeah, it's it, it reminds me of when we when I started like our plumbing business. Yeah. We had no startup money, nothing. It was 
just like, okay, we're going to do a job and we're going to try this. Um, we had no cushion. We had no help. Mom and dad didn't help <laughs> with anything. And it was really, really difficult. But um, somehow it was successful, which is like very rare, honestly. Um, it just seemed like we had a good plan. But yeah, it's but it, it, it's really difficult to like just decide like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. But like, where does the money come? Even when we started this pod, like yeah. when we started this podcast, I paid for a lot you of rented the- rented a lot of it up. up. I yeah, did. I did front a lot of it because we in the beginning we were broke. We didn't have anything, and now yes. we're we're doing better. But it's taken us years. <laughs> now we're millionaires. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And that's it's taken us years, like literally yes. years. We've had the Patreon yes. for for two years now, over two years. Yeah, and it's taken us that long to get to the point where we're 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 comfortable knowing that okay, we're not going to go under. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's nice. But not everybody is. is there, including other people. No, of course not. You know? Um, it's I just I just I don't understand not recognizing that privilege because mm -hmm. you know, both of us come from poor upbringings. And so when we're <laughs> at a point in our lives where we're a little comfortable, you know, it, I don't know how you can't recognize like, oh shit, things are different now and it's it's better. But like, oh my God, the what it took to get here is astronomical. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like I'm almost like because I'm starting over yeah. <laughs> basically. Um, I like I have a bunch of film that I've collected and hoarded throughout my successful years, which is really um a blessing for me for now. Uh but I'm not going to use any of it until like <laughs> until I really really want to <laughs> because I don't know if I'm going to be able to yeah. get any more. I don't know what the future holds. No. I will say that it has been very interesting to see the boom, like the film boom and see like how many people, like young people shooting it. It's exciting. I see Kodak just like doing that, like behind the tree, like licking the lips thing, you know? Oh, like, ooh. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they have Monopoly <laughs> and it's so obvious that they know this now. Absolutely. You know, I know I, I don't know who follows me on Instagram, but I, I posted the, the other day, the, the Kodak, the Kodak logo and like the Monopoly man winking. Like, oh my God, yeah. I, I couldn't believe that Instagram has a Monopoly man winking gift. But it also, it just reminds you that like, man, Instagram's getting you coming and going. Yeah. So yeah, they do. Uh, well, it, it's all, it's also, all oh my God. It's just a fucking mess. I was like, I could talk a lot of shit right now about Instagram, but I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> So if we all yeah. are paying for everything, if we're all just like, if everything that we're doing now is offered for my, we have all this Patreon stuff and all this, everybody's doing a side hustle for photography. It effectively puts everything behind a paywall. And yes. photography itself is already gatekeepery. It's a lot less than it used to be like in the eighties and nineties, but it's still pretty gatekeepery because mm -hmm. of like mostly shitty dudes. But doing something like this, if everybody had a side hustle now, would make it even more so. Because in order for in order for capitalism to work, we need poor people. <laughs> it's just how it works. Right. So in order for this, everybody has a side hustle thing to work, you need people who don't have a side hustle. And yeah. that's not going to be, generally speaking, the the uh the wealthiest part of our community. Because you'll notice that the wealthy people in our community also treat this as a side hustle. 
Yes. It's sort of weird. Well, I mean, it's something to think about. Obviously, not everybody's going to be able to just side hustle for like to do like film stuff or right. whatever. But uh, there are other. I mean, you could, you know, take out a second mortgage in your house. Okay. Well, apart from that, <laughs> I mean, you could sell a liver. Uh, or no kidney. No, no, not liver, but you could sell a kidney because you have two of those. Can you sell part of your liver? Because you don't, you don't need the whole thing and it regrows. I guess so. Maybe like bone marrow I too. I don't know. That. We got to check those. I've never drank. Yeah. Could I sell like parts of my liver to people? I'd be, I I'd think be so you should. That's so shitty. Okay. I, I think you should. I would donate if somebody really that's needed like some it. Good, that's some good liver right it there. Could, you could probably get like a high stuff. dollar. Mm-hmm. You bet. <laughs> that's straight edge liver. Top shelf, top shelf liver. <laughs> So I do, okay, all of that so far has been bad advice. The whole side hustle bullshit. If if you if you are suggesting this, you're not being inspirational, you're just being bad for the community. But we do have some actual good advice. I think so anyway. Ooh, okay. And I know this is gonna be a little controversial in a non very, in a, in a not controversial way. Shoot more black and white. <laughs> I realize it's an aesthetic thing and maybe you don't want to and you know, that's okay. That's fine. If you want to, if you want to dump film and go to digital again, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not an evangelical for film. If you don't want to shoot film, I'm cool with that. I don't really care. Well, if you just can't afford it anymore, then yeah, or if it's only a special occasion mm-hmm. thing, then yeah, then that's what it, it is. is. It is what it There's is. nothing else you could do about but it. Think about shooting. That's probably how I should have ordered it. Think about shooting more, more black and white. Kentmere yeah. and FOMA are around six dollars a roll. Mm-hmm. And especially the new Kent Mirror in 120, or the newly made Kent Mirror in 120. How do you want me to say that? Because it's not new, is it? Uh, they didn't have, well, yeah, Kent Mirror was only in 35, and now they make it in 120. Yes, and we did a, that was our last dev party, I think, or the one before that. It's so hard yes. to tell. We're out of order. I, s- yeah. And Ilford, which is considered better, and and might be. <laughs> Yes, it depends on what you're looking for. Is about eight to nine dollars mm-hmm. a roll, with with Delta being maybe a buck more and Ortho being a little bit more than that. So, and then there's also X-ray. I mean, it's, well, yeah. it's kind of the same advice as I would give someone that is shooting four by five or wants to go bigger. Yeah, if you know, you're get sh- the cheap film, if you're shooting- get Ortho, get X-ray, get get stuff that's like that you can destroy and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, there's also, and I don't know anything about this. I haven't done this. Um, if you're shooting large format or trying to, um, there is shooting on, what is it, reversal paper? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. I've never done it. I want to do it. I guess it's very cheap. Uh, but for just regular folk, FOMA in 35, FOMA in 120, if you if you develop it properly, because I know people don't like the look of it, but there's different ways you can develop it that give different looks. Kentmere looks really wonderful, and there is the Ilfords. You know, you you can do that. Also, importantly, and this is maybe controversial, stop buying rebranded film if it's mm. more expensive. Like Arista mm. is rebranded Fomapan, and that's cheaper, like a dime or something. But there's others mm-hmm. like Cosmo. I film. was like, leave me alone. Arista's my well, no, jam, I love Arista. That's, that's all I shoot. That's all I shoot too. I mean, that's like, that's nostalgia, you know? That's my high school vibes oh, okay, right there. Sure. But there's some rebranding companies that are that are very open and, and thankfully so about what they rebrand and they're doing like FOMA 400 for twice the price. And why? Because the packaging the is packaging pretty. is awesome, but astronauts shouldn't cost <laughs> six bucks. <laughs> so 
whatever. And I realized I'm not supporting the film community by doing this, but also I'm telling you to support Fomapan, which is part of the film community. So I don't know. Look, it's your wallet. And also a lot of podcasts, a lot of film photography podcasts really focus on gear and they focus on, I think my least favorite joke of all time, gas. I hate it. Whenever I know, like a, whenever I'm listening, you're so annoyed by that. Oh my that. God, I'm so fucking annoyed by that. Whenever I listen to a podcast and they say, oh, gas, I'm just like, my, I, my eyes roll their eyes. There's no amount of eye rolling. <laughs> I just, I hate it so much for two oh reasons. Oh my God, that well, reminds it, me. It's just a bad joke that, that's been said yeah. a billion times. And that's fine. If you, if, if, if you are working like the, the Borscht Belt, fine, go for it. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But also, I, I think it's just, I think it's just, uh, I think it's bad advice to, yeah. to glor, to I hate the word glorify, but the, I think it's bad advice to tell people that, you know what, you will make you happy <laughs> more gear. Yeah. You know I mean? And because it, it really translates into, it makes me a better, maybe a better photographer, but it makes you feel more part of the community, you know, because the community, a, a good chunk of it is a collector's community you're collecting a bunch of different gear. Absolutely. And I mean, yes. if you can afford to do that and you wanna do that, I, I don't care, it's fine. But I think for those of us starting out or those who are, are maybe trying to find our, our uh, this sounds so weird and shitty, but our, our find our voice in all of this, find our own like unique style of shooting and all this, having a ton of gear, like a ton of lenses and a ton of different cameras, that's detrimental to that. It is. You know, I mean, you look at my work from five or six years ago, it's all over the place. I like a lot of it, but it's all over the place. There isn't a voice there. You have certain things that kind of noted it as me, you know, especially when I was shooting a lot of color, it was super saturated color. And it was like a gold. It was very gold. Everything I shot was very gold looking. Mm -hmm. But when you when you start narrowing it down to uh, uh, maybe not a single camera and certainly not a single lens necessarily, but when you narrow it down a bit and get rid of some of the gear and get rid of some of the- Maybe get rid of some of the fluff. Some of the fluff and get rid of that desire, especially to, to acquire more stuff. You start finding your voice and that's that's liberating in a way, in a big way. It's kind of exciting when people tell me that they found their, you know, like, oh my God, I love this camera. This is, this is it. This yeah. is the one, you know, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. And, and I would love to have that. And I think I'm still searching for that one. Okay. I think that I am understanding myself a little bit more with what I want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I have the same problem. I have a little bit of a collection and I have given a bunch away and I'm not shooting with a ton and I'm distracted by it slightly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's like, it doesn't really, it, it reminds me of like when people talk about like Ferraris and Porsches and shit, you know, it's like, it doesn't really matter if it's a Leica or if it's a fucking Canonet. <laughs> it doesn't give a, like who gives a shit. It doesn't matter. Like, that there is like this what is it the is it a russian guy that had that homemade camera that he made 
Oh, I don't know. He like made a camera okay. out of like cardboard and shit. Okay. I don't know. It's crazy. Man, Russia's but, wild. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just, I think that we have to, yes, it is fun to shoot with fun cameras and see how they work and how they function. And there's all these bells and whistles. It's wonderful. Um, but also, is it about just the camera? Are you just a collector or do you want to photograph? I know a couple people that have told me like, yeah, like I like to photograph, but really I want to print. Okay. Or really I like this. So it's kind of like, oh, perfect. Well, I like to take photos. So how about this? I'll take the photos. You can print them for me. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. I love that kind of collaboration. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So there is, I don't know. I guess there's like a ton of different things that I, that kind of maybe brings us all together, but we are all kind of like meshed together. We are. Well, and then with the film, well, yeah, but like with the film prices to it, even it just, it makes me think of like alternative processes, cyanotyping. Like, I think that there are so many of us that are really, really creative and have good ideas that so fucking what, okay. Color film is like, you know, going to be not affordable. We will always find something. <laughs> we are very savvy, and it seems that nothing really like stops people being creative. I think that honestly, when stuff like this happens, is when people almost expand because they have to. They're not forced to at the moment, and maybe now, like for instance, our friend, um, she's going to be doing black and white. Yeah. Like she's expanding to black and white. This is a good thing because now she's rediscovering photography in a different, you know, like without color. Yeah. I mean, she would say things like, well, I don't, I don't really see the world in that way. And no, mm-hmm. of course not. We're, you know, we we're, we're most of us born with color vision. And so we're not going to see the world in that way, but you can teach yourself. Like, it's just yeah. a skill. You can teach yourself to see in black and white. Well, it, that reminds me a lot of why um, wet plate is so beautiful. You know, the the lack of the the red yeah. tones, you know, like where it, it just turns black yeah. or like what people with like creamy blue eyes that look very odd. You know, it, you don't you don't look like that in a black and white photo. You can only get that with that type of emulsion. Yeah. yeah. So and, and it's it's amazing it looks so good <laughs> so yeah you don't look like that but maybe you feel like that so the the best way that the best advice that i can give to anybody this is something that anybody can do anybody who can still afford oh so a roll this of is film. the man's oh this is the mansplain this part is the where mansplain you actually... part where i tell you what to do and why you can do it <laughs> okay there you go well, perfect um no it's the best way that i found to combat film prices apart from like staging a worker's revolt for better wages it's to stop blowing through film. If you can afford one roll a month, stop blowing through film. If you have 36 exposures, focus on quality over quantity. Make every shot count. Treat every shot like it's your next best shot ever. And if it's not, if there's like a doubt, like I don't think this is, don't fucking take it. It's okay to not take a shot. We have survived as humans for hundreds of years without cameras. Yeah. And so I think- It's kind of liberating to not take the shot. It, it gives you, it, 
There's a little bit of power in that. There is. It's almost like yesterday I was bored and I was like browsing. I was going to buy shit for no reason. Okay. And I was like, I'm not going to buy anything. I'm going to fucking leave the store empty handed. It's, it feels like that. I don't need any of this shit. Well, when you're, when I'm at like a, a, a spot and I've, I've bought like, oh, here's, here's going to be a good, a good photo. And you start looking around and, and you just don't see what you thought you would see once you're out of the car, out of that zone, whatever you were in, you start, your tripod set up, even the camera is set up and you're looking around, like it's, it's just not there before I would take the shot anyway. And when I'd get mm-hmm. home, I would process it and I'd look at it and I'd go, well, that was shit. Sometimes, usually, and sometimes I wouldn't, but usually it would. And so now I'm very, very okay with just letting it go. There was no shot here. Maybe it's because of light. Maybe it's because of my mood, but whatever it is, I'm not going to get a good shot here. I'm going to yeah. be able to use that sheet or that that frame somewhere else to better effect. Always be Absolutely. thinking of the next shot because that's your best shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the best. I think I already took my best shot. I think it's all downhill from here. Well, even <laughs> so, you're still going to have good ones. <laughs> well, yeah, th- it's a it's a good thing to think of, especially since I'll be taking a trip I really want to photograph. And I plan on photographing a lot because I haven't taken anything. So I feel it like in me. I need to do this for myself. Yeah. I, I miss it and I need to get my brain working in uh, in EV again. <laughs> So I need to like get on it, um, but yeah, it's it's a good reminder to to go. Okay, yeah, you is this worth taking a shot? Especially with the four, you know, four by five. Even if it's black and white, it's still really expensive. Yeah, it is. Is it worth taking this shot? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all film is expensive. Even thirty five is expensive now, and mm-hmm. so every shot you should be thinking, is it worth it? Is it worth? I mean, if you want to work out how much it is per shot, you know. Oh, that might drive you a little crazy, but 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 go ahead. I, I don't know what if it's if it's ten dollars a roll and you've got twenty four exposures. That's what twenty four cents a roll a shot. My math might be off, but still a quarter. You know, keep that in mind. It's it's a quarter of your of your money that you've earned doing probably not a side hustle, probably probably some inglorious job like like we all have. So, you know, that's your money. That's that's and it sh- you know, part of me says that, and then of course, part of me is just like, well, it shouldn't. Money shouldn't matter because it's art. But also, that's uh, that's ridiculous when we're living in a in a capitalist society. It, it is about money. I'm I'm sorry. It would be awesome if it weren't. And if you don't want it to yeah. be, uh, come on, comrade, let's rise up. But as for now, as it stands now, it is about money, and we're talking about film prices rising. So this is this is specifically about money. Mm-hmm. Take, don't buy so much gear, use that money to buy film, and then don't take so many photos. I think we're probably going to be the only podcast telling you to shoot less. I know, right? Stop, stop shooting. Stop it. Put it down. Well, maybe just stop shooting. I mean, just be wise with the color. <laughs> yeah. Be wise. I think so. Yeah. Be wise be, with the be color. Be wise. Um, is there, we're at, we're at 40 minutes right now, roughly. Is there anything else? we would want to rant about, I think we got a little ranty. Um, anything else we want to talk about? I think, I think I'm good with what we ranted about. Okay. I think I'll wait 
for the next. Ooh, the next. <laughs> to rant more. Now, we do have a dev party coming up. Yes. And if you haven't listened to dev parties, there's about about 25% of our listeners for the main episodes don't listen to dev parties. And I, I don't get that. Uh, because if you like what we're doing here, this is kind of a dev party without without developing at this point. We don't just Basically. talk about developing at dev parties anymore. Also, I shot color and I had to waste a couple shots at the end. <laughs> so it, I don't take, obviously, Eric's advice at well, all. This is, and that was before I gave the advice. So now you know. You what know. they say. <laughs> <laughs> but our, our dev parties are generally like this, just kind of hanging out and, and doing some, some, some chitting the chat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Some chitting the chitting chat. Chitting the chat. Chitting the chat. So I know that, you know, for next season, we've got a we've got a stack of books. I got a stack of books right here. I don't know if you can see that, Vanya, or not. I got a stack of books. Um, I have a stack of zines. Got, I got a lot of zines to review. We've got some ideas. We've got some 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 guests. I got to talk to you about the guests that we have. We have like a, a whole a whole scroll through them, like, Ooh, like one of the a scroll. a scroll. Yeah, I put them. I'm writing everything on scrolls now. Yeah, I mean it's makes sense. It, it does. It's not efficient, but it does look nice. And <sighs> if I want to declare something, of course. of course. So I guess that's everything. Um, I thought there was something else I had to say, but I'm sure there was. <laughs> mm, yeah. No. Nope. We're good. I guess we're good. I guess we're yeah, good. We're good. And we'll be back maybe for another one of these in in, in a couple of weeks. I hope I so. I hope so too. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening. We love you. Bye-bye.